Today on the podcast, Kayla and I talked to another Kayla, Kayla Yule. Kayla with a Y. Kayla with a Y. We love her. We are making her our new mom friend, whether she likes it or not. Yep, it's happening. (laughs) And we talked about everything from the identity crisis of motherhood, particularly in the entertainment industry. To growing balls. We talked about that because whoever thought about if you have a baby boy, you have grown. You're making balls. You're not yeah. growing. Like you're ma- your body you made is balls. making balls. You made balls. Yeah, we talked about that. So before we get into the episode, make sure you go follow us on socials at Hi, My Name is Mom official on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Hi, My Name is Mom. And go follow Kayla at Kayla Yule. Uh, Kayla with a Y, E-W-E-L-L, and go follow her podcast. It's called Directionally Challenged. I can't wait to share this episode okay, with you. Okay, let's get in it. Okay, let's do it. We are wives, entrepreneurs, entertainers, executives, and at the end of the day, we are all moms, all at the same time and never in the same order. <laughs> this is Hi, My Name is Mom, a podcast about motherhood. Here are your hosts, Jen, Corey, and Kayla. Hi, Kayla. Uh, hi. hi. I'm so happy to talk to you guys. I'm, I'm so glad I'm you were Kayla. jumping on. Yeah, this, this is, is Corey. I know. I, I, <laughs> I love the spelling, by the way. Yours is so unique and different. I'm very weird. I have to tell you something, too. I don't <laughs> so know your if name's you... fitting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Yeah. but I'm going to tell you this, Kayla. This Kayla, she has a daughter, and she wants to have another daughter and name her Poppy. <gasps> and she's been telling me this for years. So her daughter's name is Poppy. Mm-hmm. Really? And, and I have to tell you, everyone loves that name. There's, it's so funny that even we were in the bathroom yesterday at a country club oh meeting gosh. Santa and I was using the bathroom and my daughter was sitting outside and someone was like, oh, I love your dress. And I was like, hey, Poppy, can you say thank you? And they're like, oh, but I love your name. So it's, it's definitely, people love the name. Poppy. I did not I know that. Go for that- it. I kind of saved it for right now. I'm not going to lie. Oh I'm like, my if, gosh. if she doesn't know yet, I'm going to wait to tell so her. So my daughter is Loxley. And so we had Loxley Ray or Poppy Jean. Those were like the two names. And she came out and I was like, oh, she's a Loxley. Mm -hmm. But Poppy is our front runner if we have another girl. And we also like the name Scotland, like S-C-O-T-L-A-N. Then she could be Scotty. Yeah, which so, is really and cute. I'm like, I want twin girls, a Poppy and a Scotland, and so I'd have a Locks, Pop, and Scott. Like, <laughs> oh my God. it's like a Pop and Lock. Yeah, so I haven't like, thought about this at all. This I know. I like pray about this. I put it out there. Like, I, it's gonna happen. <laughs> now, do twins run in your family? No, but it's gonna oh. happen. Okay. She's manifest. No, she's praying yep. for it. Sorry, she gets mad it. at me when I say manifest. I, I get mad. I just correct you. I pray. <laughs> <laughs> so you have one. How old? She's two and a half. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you still have, we, we were around that time. We were like, that's when we should, around when she was two, we were like, we should probably try this again. And then we I, tried it real fast and we were like, oh, are we ready for this? Here we go. We were that's amazing. immediately it happened. So yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and you have a pretty little one, right? Right. A so baby. there's, there's a whole story that we have a new boy. His name's Jones. He's six <gasps> months old and he's my favorite thing in the world right now. <laughs> Don't tell my daughter. I love her too. But you know, when they're oh, little babies, when they're that, in that little baby phase, it's the best. Um, he's technically four months. So his adjusted age is four months because he was preemie and he came two months early. Oh my gosh. It was, uh, listen, the first time with my daughter, Poppy, easy breezy, we didn't really have to worry about anything. So I just figured it would happen again, right? Like the exact same thing would happen again. No worries. My body knows what to do. Here we go. Um, woke up one morning in a pool of my own blood. 
And my husband rushed me to the hospital. Luckily, his sister lives a few blocks away and was able to be here in under four minutes with her glasses on and her retainer still in. And she came. And um, then we rushed to the hospital. And a few hours later, he was here. So it was... Was he okay? Shocking. Because that's very early. Very yeah. early. Very early. So technically seven weeks exactly to the day. And um, yeah, he was fine. I, I, don't, I don't. It was a miracle. Not even just going to. It was his APGAR score, which is what they use to measure, you know, baby yeah. sight and yeah. hearing and all that. We'll tell you sort of where you're at, especially with preemie babies. And he was instantly um, nine out of 10 was his APGAR score. And my mom looked at me. She's like, I don't even know if your APGAR score was nine out of 10. So I think you're good. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's amazing. So he was in the NICU for five weeks, but it was solely for bulking up because he was 3.9 pounds. Then he went down to 3.65. So that's so tiny, you know. And now he's almost 15 pounds. He's just so much better. So uh, it's definitely been a, an interesting path for us this time around because we just assumed it would be exactly the same. And it just goes to show you have no control, no power. You have no idea what's going to happen, even if it's your own body. Yeah. It's so true. I feel that way. I've been pregnant eight times. And so I feel like each time it's been so different. But when I was pregnant with my daughter, it was so in all my other pregnancies, I've been immediately scared and I haven't accepted it. I would She's never... had, she had a rough journey of it. And obviously. when yeah. I got pregnant with my daughter, it was like this weird, like, I can accept this. It was just something totally different. But mm. you're just never guaranteed anything. Pregnancy is so unique. Every single journey, like our, we're just amazing beings to be able to like, Literally, I mean, we're basically superheroes. We like make fingernails I mean, and are. eyelashes. What did you do today? Like, <laughs> I said to my husband, I was changing my son's diaper and I looked at him and I was like, I can't believe I made these balls. And my husband just like burst out laughing. And I was like, no, that was an honest thought in my head. I'm looking down at them. I'm like, like you made that. It's crazy. I, my body made that. How did you know how to do that? Um, but did, cool. you, did you guys love being pregnant or did you hate it? I feel like everyone has such a different experience with it. Well, you can speak to this in your own unique way because she had to do all all of these things. Right. Like, all these I was in the hospital quite and- a bit and I was on uh, multiple times a day um, Lovenac shots uh, for blood thinners. And so I just felt really icky. Um, mm-hmm. But I was so happy. She was so positive because I, she was just so happy to I be. She's like, was I feel like crap. And then she'd go, I feel, I feel like crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm grateful. Right. I'm like, it's I'm fine. Like, I think it was great. It was great. Yeah. My daughter's here. Like, I was very sick. I was throwing up about 10 to 20 times a day. My teeth have oh taken a beating from that pregnancy. But, um, I, it's a, it, it's fine. I mean, the I, things we go through to have children. It's, yeah. It's crazy. And I had three C sections. So that was probably the hardest. And each of those, I feel like my pregnancies were similar. You're um, so pretty pregnant. <laughs> I so did not pretty. feel pretty pregnant. I mean, that's are. a really great thing because, <laughs> you. you know. I was waiting for the glow. Hard. I'm like, when does no. the glow come? Wait, what? <laughs> she she's she ha- she's suffering from body dysmorphia anyway like in a real way so we we just we have to tamper down those things she was gorgeous when she was pregnant well and i think everything you're going through in life for some reason just gets magnified when you're pregnant i mean not for some reason it's because all those hormones are like pulsing right? through your body all the time but it is it's it's a while you're making balls yes like, yes exactly you're very you're busy balls, making balls <laughs> well i was curious about your experience in the world that you live in because I feel like as a normal person, you get pregnant, 
and you can eventually, you know, when you're ready and you're comfortable, you go to work and you share that you're pregnant and you can be at work as someone who is pregnant. Right. But in your line of work as an actor, <laughs> you might have to go to work and be a not pregnant person. Right. No, that's such a good question. And it's something that my other actor friends and I talk about all the time because it is the only job that exists that can take you out of work for solely just bringing life into the world. And yeah. so let's say you were pregnant eight times. That could be a solid eight times of 10 months of no work. So you have to make a solid decision to yourself. Is this something that's right for my family right now? Is this something that's right for me right now? Can we financially do this? I mean, it's a lot. So listen, there are some people who work and while they're pregnant and it just happens for them and it's incredible. Um, I have some friends who have done some pregnant modeling and I say, go, go get that dollar. Um, but it, you have to be creative and you have to find other ways to work. And it is hard. It's really hard because listen, if you're going to go out for a character that is supposed to be alluring, uh, they're not going to go with the pregnant woman. Now I will say because of the pandemic, it was a lot easier to hide it because a lot of the, um, um, a lot of us actors put ourselves on tape for auditions now, especially since the pandemic. And you can hide a bump pretty well. Remember um, a scandal uh, when Carrie know, Washington would be just holding a very large handbag? Right. Oh, and that's, that's what they do. You're always carrying a plant or like groceries. <laughs> you know, there's something. Or like those big parka jackets. And you're like always right. like front angle. It's never. Right. Like and you just assume you had a lot of sodium the night before. Right. Like, just a little <laughs> totally. puffy. I was really grateful because this last pregnancy, I'm uh, recurring on the show The Rookie. And they wrote the pregnancy in. And my character's oh, sort of cuckoo and crazy, and she plays an I am I play an actor within a show in the show, and they just wrote the storyline. They actually are brilliant and wrote it that I my character got pregnant, so then I just got pregnant in real life, and it, it was so smart of them. Now that's yeah. not always the case, and so I felt really grateful this past time because they did that. They could have so easily just decided to not, especially with a character that's recurring. You're not guaranteed a certain number of episodes, so yeah. it could have just been like, "Bye, see ya." Um, I did have to do a, let's see how big your belly is and like lift the shirt up and show them like, well, yeah, because the progression of a character right. is not like, the same, right? Right. Um, but I'm so grateful that they were so accepting. And um, I think that times are changing when it comes to that. But I still think there's a lot that we are fighting against when we're pregnant. And it sucks. It's hard. Yeah. It's a really, it's really dis it's just discerning that that is the way it is and there's only so much you can do about it but um luckily podcasts are also a thing i have my own podcast so i knew okay if i um i can do this while pregnant there are certain things you can do while pregnant so um i was good i was i was okay but um that's not always the case with everyone so that's well and i'm gonna circle back to that to your podcast because we've both been binging it but oh i have to <laughs> i have to directionally challenge yeah yes. but uh i have to admit that i was one of those crazy actors i shot a movie pregnant but it was tricky because so my husband and i are very happily married we have three babies but it was a huge surprise when we got pregnant and i had already taken the job mm -hmm. i didn't find out i was pregnant until almost nine weeks for a series of I, I did know how babies were made but there were a bunch of things that <laughs> happened where like i'd always had irregular periods i thought i had a light period it was implantation bleeding like all these things happened uh -huh. and then i and then i started feeling nauseous and i was like maybe Maybe I should take a test. What movie was it? Can you say? Um, it was called Devil May Call. It was me and Tyler Mayne, who's like this massive it sounds guy. Great. It yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Guess we know what we're watching tonight. <laughs> oh my god! And you'll be like, she was growing a baby. But I, it was a very quick shoot, and I had just had, I think I had like just had my 
10 week appointment or something like that. So I just had to approach the director and just like tell him what was going on. It was a weird thing because I felt like I had a secret I shouldn't have. Mm. But I also felt like it's my secret to have right now. Um, So it was a really that was a strange thing. Would you have felt different had it been a female director? Probably. And I have never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and honestly, the director was so kind. I mean, so kind. He was like, first of all, congratulations. Like he had such a beautiful reaction. Um, And everyone was amazing. And I ended up he was really the only one that knew. And then he was looking out for me. And I think he talked to the stunt coordinator. And then I told wardrobe like at the end. And she's like, I knew like I saw your (laughs) belly changing or whatever. He's like secretly buying you like size bigger pants and like putting them in your trailer. Slipping them in there. You said you were a normal person. Like you're not a normal person. (laughs) How did you two meet? (laughs) <laughs> I'll let you tell the story. I'm, I told you, I'm weird. We were at a, a mutual friend's 30th birthday party, and this one walks up to me and she goes, Hi, I'm Kayla. Which size shoe do you wear? And I'm like, six. And she's like, Oh, cool. We're about the same size. We should be friends so we can share closets. It's a good theory. It's a good theory. Because listen, like, I love a good friend share closet. It, for me, that reminds me of college so much where you're just like, hey, you wore that dress last week, but I can wear it this week, right? So let me ask you this then. Are you like, what do we want for Christmas? Okay, you ask for that. I'll ask for this. And then we can have a full wardrobe. We, she, we do that with our daughters. My daughter they, looks like her daughter's doppelganger, but like a year, like a, her little sister. Like they like, look like little, oh, little, yeah, like they little look, sister. They look alike. There's things that I'll buy for my daughter Loxley. That it's like, oh, it's okay, but it'll look really cute on Teddy, and I know she'll get it in like six months, and so <laughs> I will just like that buy it. That's so anyways. cute. That's a, that's a real friend. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. no, she's, she's yeah, she is a great friend. Like everyone needs wow. a Kayla in their life, right? That's well, right. Well, what's what's your mom life like right now? Like having two kids, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a major change, and we have three, right? So three felt like we had like seven more kids. <laughs> But obviously, like, you had this time during the pandemic and everything, so you were pregnant during a lot of that. Right. So our daughter was six months when shutdown completely happened. Six months old. And my husband is an actor as well. He's on a soap opera. They were the very first show to go back to work. And so very early on, he was testing every day and working all day every day. And sometimes he does two episodes a day. They do, I mean, yesterday or no, tomorrow he has 63 pages of dialogue. So we're talking like, we're talking like an extreme amount of work, right? It takes so much focus. So for me, the shutdown was a huge transition because we went from Tanner, my husband and I were both working on Roswell on the CW together Mm -hmm. when my daughter was first born for the first six months. And it was amazing. We would travel back and forth. And um, sometimes we were both in the episode. Sometimes it was just one of us, but we would, um, they had a little apartment there for it. The whole experience was incredible. And then we went from that. So I, when my daughter was six weeks old, I was on set instantly after I had wow. two birth. Do they have sitters on set? That might be a no, weird. No, but they put an extra ticket every time for me to fly someone with me. So um, we didn't have a nanny at that point. So we either my mom or my husband's mom made it work for us to go, which was that's really a cool. big deal, though, to it's be six weeks postpartum. Like that's in mm-hmm. the throes of Ooh. no sleep. And if you're yeah. nursing, it's like such a job of its own. Yeah. So yeah. that I'm sure. And then so do, were you already working on the show and then you paused to have yes. your baby yes. and so then I, back? 
Yes, on okay. the hiatus. I, and it wasn't planned that way, but just on yeah. the hiatus, I ended up having her. Oh, wow. And then went went back. And for me, I look looking back now, I'm really grateful that that was my transition because I think it was really important for me to feel uh, productive during my postpartum. And it was a wonderful way for me to kind of feel learn the balance of the two and um then when everything shut down it was it went from tons of support working around all these people with a baby to literally my husband leaving early in the morning and working all day and i was just i couldn't even hand her off to someone to use the restroom right so it was like one of those it was night and day and obviously we all felt like the world was ending right so you throw all of that on top of it it was one of the most trying times in my life because it was just so lonely i think motherhood alone is lonely especially the first time you go through it yeah and then if you throw the pandemic on top of that it was it was excruciating. And because my husband was working and testing every single day, we weren't even letting anyone in the house. So my mom would call to be like, can I help you? And I would say, I wish you could, but he's brand new on this show and we don't, we don't want him to lose this job. And it felt so like he could at any second. And also we didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last. So it was important for him to work. And so I just stayed at home all day, every day with the baby. It was so hard. It, that I, identity crisis is like yes, so yeah. real. And not like there wasn't even a park. Parks were closed. I couldn't even yeah. take the baby to the park. Yeah. I couldn't. You, you, you didn't go to the grocery store. You would you'd order groceries and wipe your groceries down. Like yeah. I never left the house. I was scared to take her for a walk because we didn't know how it was contact uh, contracted. Yeah. So it was just the most extreme experience I've ever had. So this time around feels a lot less difficult because uh, not only is it our second child, but everything's open and there's classes to go to and I have mom friends and he's working, but he's not brand new at the job. So it's not as, you know, he's more relaxed about it. And so even though this time around the pregnancy was so difficult and obviously it was, we were shocked that we had a baby two months early, it still feels easier than the first time. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. you know, with what you went through and having the, support and getting comfortable so many people aren't comfortable handing their baby over to anyone yeah even even a grandparent or something in those early days and you were comfortable with that and thriving in that and i so feel that whole thing of feeling fulfilled because i think when you have been like all three of us on this podcast have always been working like always been like career driven and it was such a hard shift for me to become surprise pregnant as an actor, when you feel like you can't say no to anything or you're not going to have another opportunity, it's like, I mean, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in Europe on vacation, but there's a real, really big audition. And so then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you move heaven and earth because you feel like you have to to stay relevant in the industry. And then these little humans happen and it's just a whole different thing. But I think that feeling of who am I now? What am I supposed to be doing? I obviously love and want to pour myself into this little human. And I also feel like I have lost myself. It is a truly like difficult thing. And our husbands and partners can be as supportive as anyone can be, but they don't go through a physical change to have a child, not just the physical side of growth, but like all the hormones and all of the, you know, all the things that go along with being (laughs) 
worthless nipples. But for, you know, it's interesting because you guys, I know her story, you know, because I was a part of it. But for you to feel like, I got this, I can do this, and that be ripped out from under you. And then with Kayla, her baby was born at the beginning of a pandemic. And so we had to, after like a year and a half, go like, you have to go somewhere without her. Mm -hmm. And because she had truly just never been away from her, had a hard time getting a sitter, still kind of does a little bit. I'm like, you guys haven't been on a date, you know, and still we went on our first date. (laughs) My daughter was two and a half on my birthday this year, my 35th birthday. And we went two miles down the road for like an hour (laughs) to get a burger. Like, I mean, good, good job for doing that because that is hard. And I, you're not alone. I have a lot of friends. Yeah, but here I am still breastfeeding my two and a half year old. Like, come on. You know what? But see, that's how did this happen? (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, that's what's beautiful about motherhood, because I only did it for for four months for both of my kids and was like, nope, I'm done. Okay, I I did it. I've done my allotted amount. The pediatrician says you can stop. Okay, cool. I'm done. So it really is a completely different experience for everyone. And that's why I think these podcasts exist about it. There's so many books about it because you can never know what's ahead. Right. You never know what's ahead. And so I say good for you. Like, (laughs) I'm serious for doing that. And finding what works for you. And I think you have to let go of judgment of anyone's experience because everyone's going to do it differently. And so just do you, you do you, whatever that is. And if you can genuinely find it within you to not judge someone for doing what they're doing. Great. Now, listen, like if you're on the street and someone's like holding their baby over a, you know, over the, you're going to interview. In actual danger. Yes. Like, like, let's be real. Yeah. There's a line you don't cross, but mostly if you're just trying your hardest and you love your child, there's not a lot. There's so many opinions, but there's no right or wrong. It just was really just like don't smoke in the car with your kids. That's like my, that's my judgy. That's, that's where my one. judgy mom comes out. That's the line like, you have to cross for Kayla. I've I've never seen that. That's a good line. That's a good line. <laughs> to a, have. Yeah, that's, that's that is a reasonable of, line. Uh, come to the south. <laughs> do you that find that you're so you went through all that? So do you find that now with your new baby, like, do you feel like? You're like, I got this. Are you like back to work? You got the help. You got the support. You said it was was easier even despite the the crazy early birth. But what's on your mind like as a mom now? Like where are you okay. now? Yeah, that's such a good question. The hardest part for us right now, because he's technically six months, but he's still four months in size, oh, yeah. is we're still doing the newborn wake ups. Yeah. Six months because in. Of, we're still, because of his weight. Because of his weight and the size of his stomach, can he can only eat so much right now. Yeah. Um, I mean, my nephew, who was born two months later, is the same size as him. Oh. And my nephew's nine weeks, going to be 10 weeks old. So, you know, we're still dealing with a really tiny little one. So he's a four-month-old. You've just had him for six months. Like, you've just had him on the exactly. outside for six months. Ex- exactly. Yeah. It's exactly what yeah. the situation is. And so we are exhausted. Aww. We didn't do, you know, uh, some people here do the night nurse and the all that stuff, but we wanted to be the ones to be there for our kids every time when they woke up, all of that. And so we both work. So we have na- a nanny during the day who is incredible and we love her. She's like family, um, but she has kids of her own and her own family as well. Um, but then, you know, at nighttime it's us, but it's really difficult when he's shooting and I'm doing There's so much going on and we're both so exhausted. So it's hard. I don't know if that was the right decision. I still think it was, but I do see for the first time why people 
uh, have help, even if it's just grandma or whatever in the middle of the night um, to help you because we're both so exhausted still and we're six months in. So that I think is where my mind is right now. How do we make that transition? Um, We've been using the snoo. I was going to ask. I was just going to ask, have you used the snoo? Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. We love it. But he was in the snoo in our room and now he's in his own room. So now everyone's in their own room and it's good. And, um, but it's still pretty difficult, honestly. So we're, it's a, it's a whole new ball game for us with a preemie baby. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, when you bring home a baby who's even, what is it like? under seven pounds, they make you wake them up until they hit certain marks. And so you're just dealing with what most moms would deal with in those very early weeks on an ongoing basis. Yeah, it's a lot. That's stressful. Like that's especially having to check in and is he gaining the way he needs to and all of that. Yeah. And and then honestly, my husband left for a month to shoot a Hallmark Christmas movie, which is adorable and awesome. Ooh, but which I was one is it? Bought. Okay. It premiered Last night? So if, what's today? Today's Monday. Yeah. It premiered sun- Saturday night. Um, Christmas class reunion. Oh my it's gosh, Amy, we need to watch it. With watch Amy it. T. Garden. He's adorable in it. And he, spoiler alert, he gets the girl. But he was in Vancouver for, it was supposed to be three weeks and then ended up getting COVID. So production shut down and they extended it another week. And uh, that for me was the most trying experience to have a three-year-old and a new baby mm-hmm. um, by myself. I think we're all in the same camp of like people have to do what's right for them in terms of nannies and how but we're mm-hmm. we all three are like no i want my baby to know when they wake up in the middle of the night it's mommy or daddy but that truly is a lot to carry yeah especially when lot. you have an older one that also needs your attention it's been hard for her to get used to having a little brother and that he's here to stay because a lot of times she'll go i want dad to take jones and i want you to be with me mm-hmm. and so what we're trying to do is no well we're all going to do the puzzle together as a family yeah. instead of you know separating into two different things but it does you also want the individual time with them too so we're just kind of we're learning what works for us but yeah she she was two years 10 months when he came into the world so similar ages and Aww. it's just um does she like but does she, even though she wants him to leave sometimes, does she like him? Is she, I was wondering if a, a big sister seems like it might be different than a big brother. Oh, she's, she goes, oh, Jonesy. <laughs> oh, Jonesy. And she comes up and just kisses him. And there are times when I'm like, hey, could you get him his passy? I'll do it. I'll do it. Runs to the fridge. Oh, and do, oh. She's very much a helper, which is great. Oh, what a um, and. <laughs> Yeah, no, definitely an empath, which is which is a good thing for, you know, a big sister. sister. Yeah. Yeah. I always feel like it's when a baby is six months that you finally start to feel like a human being again. Right. And I was just having this conversation with my husband today, and I don't know if you felt this way, but um, but I was telling him that, like, I feel like (laughs) this seems extreme, but I feel like all of the various hormonal shifts that you go through, I feel like it takes me two solid years to feel like my brain functions correctly mm-hmm. again after having a child. Yeah. I had said a year was when I felt like, oh, okay, I could maybe do this again. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I remember now who I was before. Oh, yeah. okay. For me, when I hit that year mark was when I felt... I, I I don't know. Did you? F- I I felt like when I just had a baby. Oh no! Now I'm myself again. A few months in, definitely wasn't the case. Yeah. Oh no no! Now I'm now I'm myself again. Oh no no! And it really wasn't until I hit that year mark that I that I was remembered who I was. Yeah. Um. So I'm at that six month mark. I'm definitely eager to get to the year mark, but then I also don't want him to grow up too fast. So you know, it's that I think we're enjoying it more this time around for sure. We are more sleep deprived for sure. So it's just a whole different experience, but. Um, 
um, we did feed him banana for the first time and he loved it, which was so great. <laughs> that first time you give him yeah. food is like the best part. And they're like the best. make the weirdest faces. Yes, he loved it. Well, we, we started with avocado and he did not like it. Not his jam. And we were like, oh, you're a California baby. We're going to do avocado. Right. And um, then we were like, okay, we'll try banana. And he loved it. Aww. Grabbed the spoon, put it in his mouth again. So, And listen, it, this is completely pureed and mixed with his um, milk. So We were not judging your banana feeding. Well, I'm just, you know, for anyone listening that's like, oh, yeah. I guess I should feed my six-year-old oh. a giant banana or a six-month-old have a giant banana. Have just feel it down. Here you yeah. go. Oh, my gosh. You, and you truly just never know. Which, honestly, yeah. that prop, that prop I'm curious about that, too. I mean, you know, with you and your husband both being in the entertainment industry, I'm sure you get judgment. I think that's the most difficult part. Yeah. How much do you share? How much do you not share? Um, social media is a huge part of being an actor, obviously. Um, there's also, that from the business side, uh, partnerships that come in as well. Yeah. And so it's how much do you want to share versus how much do you want to make and how much do you... It, it is so difficult. And I really want to... There are times that I go through that I really want to share my kids. And then there are times that I'm really nervous that those photos last forever. And do they not want to be shared? And will yeah. Poppy, when she's older, ask me why I put a photo of her in her bathing suit yeah. when she was a little girl on the Internet? You know, yeah. and so it's really difficult. And isn't it sad that we have to think that hard well, about sharing a cute it picture? I, my daughter, yesterday, I shared it with you. <laughs> I'm not going to share it online because I had that conversation with myself. You're going to. No, but you can tell the story. I'll tell the story. So my husband was hanging Christmas lights and he was on a ladder, and my daughter was outside helping him. And she goes, Daddy, Daddy, I gotta go. I gotta go. And he's like, Okay, we'll go inside and let's get mommy. Cause he was like fully outside clothes and, you know, and yeah. so she goes, no, no, he's coming out. So she pulls her pants down and takes a poop in our front yard. <laughs> and he sends me two pictures. And I'm upstairs in my office working. He sends me two pictures. One is him, like, on the ladder. And she's, like, pulling her pants. <laughs> like, and then the other so one funny. is literally, like, her squatting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely don't share that photo because that will be – that will haunt her. Right? And that's the thing. But it's so funny. It's and, so funny. And, and I was and like, oh, great. my gosh, this Reels bonus plays would go up. <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband recently shared – so my husband is in, like, the – well, I would call it the radio industry, but he – now works for Apple. And so Her it's kind of the really same. cool. He's a big oh, deal. I like him. I like him. But he <laughs> recently shared this video that I am like, I really hope our kids have a sense of humor because this is out there now. And I, <laughs> I laughed so hard and I felt so bad. And I was like, well, it's already shared. Okay. So my, yeah. my, my four year old and my nine year old were doing this like back and forth song and it was just completely adorable. And so my husband's filming it. I wasn't home and he's like, this is so cute. And then all of a sudden, my precious four year old, he's <laughs> like, I paid my pants. <laughs> he loses <laughs> it. Like, and then he was fine two seconds later, right? Like he recovered like that. Right. Yeah. And he was like, I paid my pants one. And it's like Adam Sandler all of a sudden. But in that moment, I was just like, I laughed so hard. I cried. And I also was like, I laughed. You posted that. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I really hope we teach our kids to have a sense of humor and like yeah. laugh. Yeah. At that. I mean, here's the thing as I don't know what it's like to be a kid with parents in the spotlight because I didn't grow up that way. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, we just got to do what we can do and then see what happens. But if I'm sure they'll have a sense of humor. And also that's a really, that's a funny life moment. It's so crazy to think that our kids generation is the first group of humans growing up with constant never knowing media. life never, without like, it. Yeah. That's crazy. Like they're 
baby pictures in the hospital are posted online. Like that's from, true. No. From that's a really freshly good point. hatched. Like they're coming out, and everyone Do has you- opinions on that. Do your kids, because my fear is when I take Poppy's photo, she says, Mama, can I see it? Because she knows it's on my phone. Yeah. And that is weird to me. That, in, you know, we are, I, when I was in high school, we had not Polaroids, but like the, um, and you had to wait and d- develop disposable them. Yeah, cameras yeah. and you had to go de- uh, develop them and it was all part of the process. And yeah, it just, it's lost its magic a little yeah. bit. Yeah. My oldest does that. And I'm like, I wish you wouldn't ask me to see the picture, even though I'm yeah. going to look at it. And then my four-year-old is like, mommy, no pictures. I don't want a video. I my don't want you to make a video. That. And I I respect his boundaries. For anyone listening that's like all on just like us and trying to figure it out, I think a good solution that we found, if this helps anyone, I don't know. But we have those shared albums that we share with our family and close friends. Yeah. And so it's not even on social media at all. It's just a shared album that everyone belongs to. And I think there are times that I want to share something private. And then I go, no, 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 I'll just put it on the shared album. And then people can like it that way and see it and then talk about it. And so it still feels like a special moment that I'm sharing, but it's not on social media for everyone. That's a great idea. And I know that's what they were doing with the close friends app or close friends part of Instagram. But it still is to me. That's different. I guess when I think about it, like I text my mom and my sister and my dad, I'm like, look at this cute picture. Yeah. But it's also like, I don't want to be a part of the problem, which is like a whole set of people who feel like they're not experiencing something in life if they're not sharing it. We went on vacation. We went to Florida in September and <laughs> you and I weren't even on social media. Oh yeah. I entire, put my phone away the whole yeah, weekend. Yeah. The whole, it was awesome. It was amazing. We I had, had a guest my, who, who recommended that like a 48 hours of just yeah. no phones. And it was awesome. Like a media cleanse almost yeah. mm-hmm. or like a device um, cleanse. Did you think... Did you think clearer? Oh, yeah. After- well, and I found that, you know, sometimes when I'm frustrated with my kids or impatient with my kids, it's because I'm trying to return an email or trying to right. do. And and really, yeah, it's right. not. And then I'm like, I just need to focus for a second. And they're interrupting my focus. Whereas I'm not actually annoyed with them. I'm annoyed at my focus being interrupted. And my thought in my head is, if I can just get this done, I can focus on them. Yeah. Right. But that's but they don't know they that. Don't know exactly. That. And yeah. exactly. The crunchy mama in me is gonna come out here for like two seconds and then I'll put her back away. Um, <laughs> okay. But let her fly. So there's so much research that too much screen time for your kids is is bad, right? For brain development, mm-hmm. for focus, for attention span, for anger issues. And now they're like researching that the same type of focus happens with adults having screen time, whether it's productive screen time or like casual browsing, there is an actual personality shift if we have too much screen time. So I truly try to, and I'm not great at it just because I get busy and tablets are easy for kids, right? But um, I try to really limit my daughter's screen time, my screen time, so that I'm not having those negative side effects from it. Because I -hmm. work from my phone, like everybody does nowadays, and we're on it 24-7. And even Instagram is a job, right? And so it's really, (laughs) it's really hard sometimes to like find that disconnect. Yeah. I do have to say, though, having kids is the reason that I'm able to find the disconnect. Just to just to play the opposite um, end of that spectrum, because before it felt like, oh, well, it, now I can make the decision to throw my phone away and not even worry about it yes. because this little thing in front of me is so much more important than any of that. And any of those emails can wait, right? Like it, 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 it'll, it'll be fine if, if yeah. they you, you turn in whatever it, it, within the within the hour or whatever it is, you know, um, 
Yeah, that's the, that's the sole thing that I've realized is my children make me want to get off my screens because there's yes. something more interesting happening, you know, which is really cool. Oh, yeah. I remember not watching TV for months after I had my first child because I was like, why would I be watching the TV when I can watch this little thing? My favorite is when they go to bed and you're like, oh, thank God they're in bed. And then bed. you watch them. And then them. two minutes later, you're watching yeah. the videos oh, of them that day. That's what we do. Anytime we go on vacation away from our kids, we immediately just watch videos of them. It's the funniest thing. But that's how so much of mom life is, right? It's like a roller coaster because you're like, I just need a minute. And then you're like, oh, I miss them, though. I miss right. them. And I'm, you right. know, with, with kids a little older, it feels like, can can you guys just not say mom for four minutes? Mm. But like you just all you want is to hear that word. It's just so, it's so confusing at times. We're just like, mom, 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 mom. And then you're also the moment you're away from them, you're like, I miss you. It, it really is a very <laughs> confusing relationship. <laughs> I um, I have a question for you. So coming from the music industry, I felt like after I had my first miscarriage, I felt different. That mom thing in me just clicked. And so when I would walk into meetings, I actually pulled away from the music industry after my first miscarriage just because I felt like I shifted so much. But there was also this part of me that like some people knew that, that we were trying to have a baby or that was where I was. And so I felt like there was an immediate lack of interest in me professionally. As soon as people mm. saw that there was like a maternal aspect at all in my life, there was like a shift professionally where I just felt like I wasn't getting calls. I wasn't getting co-writes. There was just, there was a change. Did you feel like there was a shift professionally once you had your daughter or once you got pregnant? I think I tried really hard for there not to be okay. because I expected it to happen. Okay. And I knew that ho the second you have a baby in Hollywood, everyone looks at you differently, right? Even if, even when you're married, it's, so it sounds terrible to say, but people don't necessarily take that as you're off limits in a lot of industries. They, they, uh, not right? music just really either. gross, yeah. <laughs> right? Music, entertain, just entertainment in general. Yeah. I think that doesn't necessarily mean that you're off the market. Yeah. Um, but once you have a child, it is different and they view you as a mother. And then how dare you step out of, wow, right. you're like, a mother. Um, I think that for me, I felt pressure, not initially when I, when I went back to work on Roswell, I did not feel pressure at all because the showrunner and creator of the show was a friend and also a, a female. And so she was really that job. Was I know. No, truly. Like I, I felt so much support from the very beginning. The character was not the vixen role, which I also really appreciated, um, especially with my body in the state that it was in and um, breastfeeding and all everything that was happening uh i mean i was doing night shoots in the middle of the desert with a newborn baby well, it was really yeah. really hard and going back to the trailer and having to i remember one time i brought the pump but i forgot the 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 charger and so i was having to hand express in the shower of my trailer i was just like this is this is too hard this should not be this hard but then following that job i played uh nocturna on batwoman which is her nemesis and it's a lot of tighter clothing. Um, also, a lot badass. More a vixen, That's amazing. Vixen type yeah. role. Uh, my daughter was five and a half months uh, at that time, and so good I good for you for like thank you. But I still did not feel that I was where I sh should have been. You know, there was so much that went behind that because I thought, well, everyone watching this isn't going to know that I just had a baby, right? So there yeah. was just so much. And I remember the episode starts with a lingerie scene, and um, the character that I was playing, like you know, seduces this man and then eats him and whatever, <laughs> like <laughs> like you do, <laughs> of course, like you would. <laughs> um, 
but and I just had this massive amount of anxiety about having to do that. Um, and that was it was almost crippling. And then what I did was speak to wardrobe about it, and they were so understanding. And then it was a male director, and he may not have been as understanding. And so it was just difficult um, for me to have that experience. And um, that was when I first realized, like, oh, okay, this is this is changing, and it will probably always be different. But um, I think my husband's really helped me through it too, because he's just the best. And even if I'm, you know, covered and spit up, he's like, "Babe, you look great," Aww. you know. And not that you need to hear that, but, but you sometimes do. You, need you to do hear need that. to hear yeah. that. Even so, the most confident I, of women need to hear that, especially yeah, when you're. No, you gotta even hear if it. your body still looks amazing, it's just different. It feels different. It's like. You know, breastfeeding boobs feel heavy. We just did yes. a whole episode about postpartum body image. And one of the things we talked about is that for us, we're not on anyone's timeline. So why are we putting so much pressure on ourselves? Yeah. Because right. truthfully, you know, cutting calories too much when you're nursing is not a great thing. And and so you no. were in those other shoes. Right, right. But also not only that, this time around, I feel like I was able to give myself more grace. I bought myself a few pairs of that pants is that key. were two sizes that is too key. big. I just because, did that. I just bought oh. my first pair of pants that were a size up and it was so hard. And I'm like, I'm two and a half years out. Why did it take me this long to accept that right. my hips just widen a little bit like <laughs> and and guess what like there's just more i i truly mean this it sounds so cheesy i need to preface it but there's more of you to love like hips are beautiful and that's amazing and women's bodies are beautiful that i i in fact think i mean i'm not necessarily a curvy body but i've always wished i was because i think that that's even from you know the medieval paintings women's bodies are just beautiful and so i think that we can celebrate that are you gravitating towards different types of roles or jobs at this point in your life? I always wanted to do period pieces and big, better material. Not so, you know, I've traditionally done a lot of work with Warner Brothers and the CW, and it's a lot of um, the teen shows, yeah. which I love to watch. There's nothing wrong with it. I truly love to watch them. I grew up on Dawson's Creek and Felicity and all of those shows, so I truly love them. But as an actor, the actor side of me, not the viewer side, yeah. but the actor side, has always wanted to do something with a little bit more meat totally. in it. And, um, and I, so am I gravitating towards that? Yes. And is that something I really want to do? Yes. And so I've actively had conversations with my team about that. But listen, here's the thing. I also understand that what I've done forever is what works. So I also am not going to fight against it if something That's like that comes into my life. a fantastic attitude. You know? You're open to any of it. You can always put out there like, yeah. hey, here's what I would love to do. And that probably will come your way along with the other stuff. Yeah. Which is great. Thank you. I hope yeah. so. Yeah, that would be the if best. If there was one role in a movie that you've seen that you're like, oh, I wish I could have done that role. Okay, well, I always my favorite movie is A League of Their Own, <gasps> and I always loved loved that's the Gina Davis character. Do you know that's like and one of my top favorite movies? It, oh my god! Is it really? So my my stuffed animal growing up was named Kit oh. after the sister, and I still have her. This is so. But long story short, my I have her now, and Poppy both has both of mine and my husband's little stuffed animals oh, that we had growing yeah. up. And so whenever I'm sick, she will bring me Kit oh, she's into, so sweet. into the bed. She's so sweet. She's so sweet. She's like, here, Mama. Here's Kit. And um, so, no, I genuinely... So there you go. I love that movie. And that Gina Davis role, I thought, would always be so fun because it's period piece, but it's yeah. also strong, strong women. Yeah. And I'll, There's just so much about that movie that I love. There's also a wit and a humor to it, you know, it, it, but it's a drama. There's, so, there's just everything. It's sort of like the balance and the culmination of all the roles I've ever wanted.
Well, I was going to ask you, you have a podcast called Directionally Challenged. I love your why, which the way I understand it is that as you were getting into your 30s, you're like trying to find direction. So you're you're talking to people who are smart Mm -hmm. about things. And so I was wondering what have been the biggest takeaways for you where you're like, that changed my life or that really made my life better to learn? Right. That's that's such a good question. Um, The first thing that came to mind, just as you said, this was perspective. I feel like we've had so many people from, you know, really young YouTubers who seem to have their life completely figured out to a Holocaust survivor and her story. And so when you talk about a full spectrum podcast, that is exactly what Directionally Challenged is. But I love that because nothing's off limits. And so what I feel like I've recently, and I think the answer to that changes and evolves because we do have an episode every week. But recently I'm learning about boundaries because I am a yes person and I have always tried, right. It's me. Always tried to. (laughs) Gosh, I love her so So much. I I love her. Um, (laughs) But it's one of those things that like, you know, I'm not good at boundaries at all. And I knew I wasn't good, but until we did an episode on it, I didn't realize that it was an actual issue in my life. And I love my family. I love my friends. My people are everything, but it's to a detriment, to my own detriment. And I need to learn to set boundaries. So after we just did an episode on that, I, you're right. I I jotted down a bunch of notes. She, our guest said to me, I have a seminar coming up if you're interested in taking it. And I thought this is exactly what I need to do. So it's just furthering myself and you know, in a month from now, am I still going to be working on that? Maybe not. It's also overwhelming because there's so many things every week that when I, (laughs) when I promise myself, we did an episode on weed and how to walk into a shop and buy weed because it's legal, but I have no idea how to do it. And I'm so nervous to do it. I'll never do it. There's one right down the street from us and I still have yet to do it. And someone came up to me this week and was like, so how was it? Did you do walk into the, into the weed shop? And I'm like, I haven't done it yet. You end up having so much homework from the podcast. You're like, I've so totally. much homework. Yeah, but like, if you don't want to, don't do it. If you do want to, like, no, totally. I mean, I would. I think I sh- I should, and I want to. I do kind of want to, but then I just never find time. So it's one of those things where I want, I want to learn and grow, um, but it's almost sometimes too much. Yeah. So I do have to pick certain sure. things. Um, but I would say perspective in general. When we interviewed the uh, Holocaust survivor, I just left that actually weeping crying so hard because her perspective on life and everything she was grateful for she has this beautiful story about m&ms and what they mean to her now and i'm i swear to you every time i see an m&m i'm what just season struck by it. so did you do that episode i want to go and listen to mm, it I, it was i believe it was 2020 or 2021 it was while we were during quarantine it, we what were a great time lockdown. to have a guest like I, that um i went mm-hmm. to um yad vashim which is the largest holocaust museum in the world in israel and I spent eight hours there. And so it's like three floors and it walks you through um, everything in the Holocaust. And the first floor is it's just the propaganda and and like the marketing that they used to brainwash. Like and so and then like the top floor, like you literally see the shoes and like the hair clippings and it's like mm-hmm. suit like you see everything and it's. It was so life changing and I've always been fascinated by World War II. And so I just, I think the perspective on anyone that has gone through that massacre mm-hmm. is just going to be life changing itself. 
So, and I, yeah, I, no, absolutely. I love that you went and from listen, YouTubers to like Holocaust survivors. Right. No. And then I was going to say like, we had Rachel Bilson on. I listened to that episode. About the OC and her perspective. Okay. And I loved that because I feel like, you know, that's something, that's a show I was, I did three episodes of, but I was really a huge fan of. And so to hear from her perspective, that whole thing, I, it's, it's like lighthearted, but then it's also heavy and you kind of never know what you're I loved get, how you vulnerable know? you were on that episode. And you said that you went back to your small apartment and you guys couldn't afford to like go to a celebration tory dinner and mm-hmm. but you wanted mm-hmm. to and so you had the viewing party and you were on a yep. budget and like your dorm apartment thing i was like that's so yep. cool because that's the entertainment industry in a nutshell it's like you're either like broke or you're making it well, when and pe- even yep. when you know, start yeah. making it it's not nearly as cool as people th- like you can have a little bit of success here or there but it takes a lot of those little moments to lead up to like a payout that like changes oh, your my life gosh. and does it and ever. I yeah, loved it's... how vulnerable you were with that and just like open and honest I just, that's a Thanks. beautiful thing about you is like <laughs> you're... thank you that means so much but honestly that's what having the podcast did to mm-hmm. me and I think I, I think that probably that's what you guys were referring to too is that like it, it opens you up and you have to be real yeah. and you can't um, BS you also learn a lot about right? yourself you know we were introduced by a publicist Mia? that we both worked with oh. yeah and you work with Mia I don't anymore, but I worked with her years ago and Aww. I just love her so much. I, I just, I, she to me is the epitome of the best kind yeah. of human. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Her. But Mia, Mia had, had said like, oh, you guys would probably love to talk to Kayla. She's awesome. And she just has like a, you know, great story or whatever. And at that point I didn't realize that you had a podcast and I'm so happy that us talking introduced me to your podcast because I know, I, I'm I love <laughs> I love listening to podcasts but it's very rare that I'm like I'm going to follow this and I'm actually really excited for another episode I to come up. subscribed. Same. Oh, yeah. You guys, I can't thank you so yeah. much. That means that means so much because you guys know as you put your heart and soul into something and you put it out there and you hope someone likes yeah. it, you know. We are grateful you. for you taking the time with us yeah. and also grateful for what you're putting out into the world because it's meaningful it's and helpful. and I think it is hard to understand who you touch when you are putting it all out there, but like you have, you know, two right here that like definitely yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Can I come back? You guys are the best. This was so Aww. much fun. I feel like I just hung out with friends and um, these conversations are important because I think motherhood can be really lonely and isolating and you guys are breaking that. So thank you. Oh my you. gosh. Thank, thank you for you. doing that. And um, I'm just so grateful. You guys are so fun. <laughs> I wish we lived in the same city. We would be mom friends. Where can everyone find you? And is your podcast on right. all the platforms? Tell us where everybody can find you. It's on everything. You. Directionally Challenged is on all platforms. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, it's available. And uh, my personal social media is uh, my full name, Kayla. It's pronounced, my last name's Yule. It's a oh, weird one, but it's spelled E W E L L. I definitely did not yeah. say it right. I said E well on okay. my Instagram stories. No, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry you know what people probably knew who i was based off of that because it's a weird last name but i'm totally and you're the cool um, kayla with the y well we're both the cool kayla, <laughs> i second that sure um but i thank you guys so much i'm so grateful truly i really mean that this was really Yay. fun like, we're friends uh, seriously now. yeah no we're fine what's your now, shoes done size? done <laughs> done and done <laughs> The Hi, My Name is Mom Studio is brought to you by the Yard Sale Store. They have three locations in Middle Tennessee, and you'll always find really cool stuff you didn't even know you needed at 30 to 90% off retail. Check them out at yardsalestore.com and on socials at Yard Sale USA. Your name is Mom.